0: Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine.
1: Hello and welcome to your shelf or mine. I am Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. And I am back from my unplanned for hiatus.
0: That's right. We had a little time without you.
1: Yeah. It was a very stressful time for me. It, that it was. Two hours. That I wasn't it, here. Was. it was. Um, but for for an update to all of our listeners, um, I did eventually find Booker. Yay! He had been running all over the awesome. neighborhood, and we reunited at the park. Yeah, the park's a good place. I pulled know. my car over, and he looked at me like, "There you are! Oh my I've God. been looking everywhere for you." And I said, "Get in here," <laughs> and he got in the car. And he did not feel bad at all. <laughs>
0: No shame, no shame, shame. dog. No regret. I wonder. I wonder what Paige said to him when he got home. She was probably
1: like, "You left, so I gotta go on a walk by myself on the leash." I met some teenagers. They petted me and said, "How cute I was." (laughs) We went to the park in the middle of the day. Oh my
0: god. She's like, you should do this more often. Oh yeah. He's such a stinker. <laughs> that was well, and it was impeccable timing on his part.
1: <laughs> what a rude dog. I'm so rude. So he's um he's staying at my parents' house this week. Because of that? <laughs> yeah. Because of that. Oh my god. No, because <laughs> it's fireworks week. Oh. And it's like a war zone in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah.
0: So a huge thanks again to Jennifer for filling in yeah. just at that moment. Mm-hmm. So that you would have polite. never known
1: that she was just
0: swept out of her office and into the studio. <laughs> On her lunch break. <laughs> oh, swept off her lunch break. <laughs> exactly. You know, she had to down a banana just to <laughs> make it <through. laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Bad dog. Yeah. So I
1: haven't gotten a GPS for him yet, but I am planning on doing that. You're going to have it embedded. Well, no. No? Like one that hooks to this collar, like a dog Fitbit with a GPS in it so that you can look it up. So you
0: can take his steps.
1: (laughs) It does do steps. There's different kinds, and I've, like, done some research. There's, like, really fancy ones you can get that, like, hunting dogs have that'll work, you know, on radio. Sure. So like if you're on you're the, out the, the I'm woods, not gonna get right. that those yeah. like, those are like thousands of dollars. Right. No, I'm gonna get him a dog Fitbit that has like an app
0: so you can like find him on your app. Okay. And check his steps. Yeah. Because he needs to get what six thousand a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It would be interesting to see, you know, just generally how much they run around the backyard. I'd mm-hmm. be curious to see how many yeah. steps they actually get.
1: And I, it is kind of, I'm not going to spend this kind of money on this the thing, but it would be cool to see because like we have the property out in the woods and oh, he can just leave sure. and he does yeah. um, and go on his own Trips to see, like, the neighbors is mostly, I think, what he does. But I don't really know because he just leaves and then comes back later. That's like that. It'd be interesting to see, like, where he goes Uh and if he's
0: being good or... Yeah, it's like those nature shows where they have the radio collars on them and they can track Mm -hmm. exactly where they have traveled. That would be interesting. That would be interesting.
1: So if anybody has (laughs) some extra, like, $1,500 or uh has a tracking <laughs> yeah radio <laughs> device um and wants to loan it to me you can just
0: find me at the library Absolutely. and that'd be really cool yeah just drop it off yeah yeah and then uh, she'll give it back when she's done yeah with it. <laughs> yay so aside from your bad dog what else is going on i mean we do still have summer reading full bore so it's nice to have this week
1: of the 4th of july um, where we just have movies that we're showing mm-hmm. and it's just like a nice pause and regroup for the stuff that's coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. We did just have uh, former children's librarian Jan Hansen here mm-hmm. doing her puppet mm-hmm. show. So that was fun. A little. We had
1: like a, over 100 kids for that.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, our turnout has been really good. Our, I don't have any numbers on me. But like last Friday when we did our outdoor stories and crafts, we right. had like, I don't know. I think we had like 60 kids for that. Wow. I mean, it was outside. So mm-hmm. it's not as like if we had that many people come and we were trying to do it inside, it would be like chaos. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and Friday morning we came in and it had been like thunderstorming for the the day before. And it was cloudy and kind of cool. And I was like, oh, no. I'm going to be in But we had it outside and it was beautiful. Excellent. By 1030. Yeah. And we've got our Jedi Academy coming up. And That's going to be really fun, and a growing up moon. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some crafts samples for the teens we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of teens at our teen night. For the first one last week. Cool. Two. Um, how many? Like fifty. Oh wow,
0: <laughs> that's a lot of galaxies.
1: It, it is. Um, I did not have enough supplies. Oh, no. I was prepared for forty, which I thought was a lot. A
0: lot. Mm-hmm. So it's been really cool. Yeah. It's nice to see everybody coming out. It really is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Cool. So um, we just had Dorian Michael and Nicole Stromso Mm -hmm. come, and it was amazing. They are really talented. Did you film it? We did, yeah. Oh, You'll cool. be able to watch okay. it on KLTV and then later on the library's YouTube channel. But it was, they were really good. And uh, one of the patrons says, that's the best concert we've had there. So mm. Yeah, so they'll be back next nice. year. Okay, yeah. cool.
1: Maybe you should capture that quote and then put it on the poster's list um, next time. I'll do that.
0: Yeah. I just captured it <laughs> on here. Uh-huh. I'll remember to check back. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Note to Daniel. Please write this down. <laughs> so um, I am going to just throw this out there that I am getting ready to leave on Wednesday for my big Whoa.
1: vacation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you're leaving on Wednesday,
0: July 3rd. Right. It's an overnight flight. So we arrive, and you and Lydia are going. Lydia and I are going. Mm-hmm. You're going to Ecuador. We are going to Quito, Ecuador, first, and then we will be traveling after a week to the Galapagos Islands. You're spending a week in Quito, mm-hmm. one week in Quito, and one week in the Galapagos.
1: So, what do you have planned? Are you doing like um, some like
0: kayaking around the island? Um, we're not sure. Actually, because there are a lot of options. Mm-hmm. So we decided since we don't actually know what those options are, we're going to wait till we get there. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But there's plenty of uh, opportunities for seeing things just in walking distance from where we're staying yeah. So there's the Tortuga fields where the turtles come in. And it's also less than a kilometer from the Darwin Station. So we can actually go see Darwin Station, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Are you going to see some marine iguanas? We're going to try.
0: That's uh, one. Lydia has on her list the blue-footed boobies. Mm -hmm. That's number one on her list. Okay. We're going to figure out which island has the blue-footed boobies and then find a, there there are day taxis that are boats that will take you from one island to the other. So we're going to look for one of those, go see some birds, and then come back. What's number one on your list? I actually am just looking at Lydia's list. Because this is Linnea's trip, so I'm going to the Galapagos, so I don't think it really matters. <laughs> You're just going to have a good time either way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, was telling Daniel this morning about uh, Cuy, which is a delicacy in Ecuador, which is a uh, guinea pig. Oh. So uh-huh. we're going to probably I try have it. Have some. Mm-hmm. That's... Like,
1: when Jennifer went to Peru, there's, like, a lot of people eating pig there, but she didn't have any. It's
0: Cuy. It's U-Y is what it's called, Cuy. Right. Because you don't want
1: to say anything?
0: Well, it's a different language. (laughs) So. (laughs) But, but of course, he looked up Cuy pizza. Hmm. And it's there. I mean, you can put anything on a pizza. That's right. So, we'll see. Cool. Maybe you could just, like, jerky bring it back. I was. Maybe I'll do that. I was um, watching. What is it that Andrew Zimmerman Bizarre Foods one year? Okay. And he went to, I think it was Peru. And they served him cooey, but it was like stewed and it still had its head with its little oh. rat teeth. Oh, <laughs> it I wouldn't was like that. Looking. So I'm not
1: going to look for anything like that. I don't like eating my food when it still has the head attached, especially with teeth. Especially something like I've kept as a pet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, Peru. I've never had a cooey a as a pet. Me neither. Me neither. But I've had hamsters, and they're basically very the same similar. thing, but smaller. Yeah.
0: Probably probably a little bit bigger than your average guinea pig, too. That you keep at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you fatten them up. <laughs> Take them to the slaughter.
1: <clears throat> so they have, like, farms there.
0: Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it's not a new thing. I mean, they've been doing it for very what? long time, so. Yeah, I think pets is the new thing. For right.
1: Well, for most <laughs> things. Right. <laughs> Except for dogs.
0: Yeah. There's a show about that. But what? Dogs being human companions. Oh, right. Yeah. There is? We talked about that. We already. talked about a show? I think so. Or a book. I talked about the book. What's that movie? Is it Alpha? Is that what it is? I don't think it is. I'm not familiar. It's okay. All right. That's weird. <laughs> so
1: you're going to be gone for two weeks. we will be gone for two weeks. And the first thing you're doing when you come back is, is coming here. It is actually. I'm
0: coming to do this show with you.
1: She's just gonna like
0: step off the plane, get in your car, Mm -hmm. come straight here. Straight here. Actually, I'm going to go home first (laughs) because I get in on the 17th. Oh, (laughs) and we're coming in on the 18th. Right. Right. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going
1: anywhere. Well, I might, but like, I'm not going anywhere. uh, Not local. No. Yeah. I mean, for a little while, anyways. Let's see what's on my calendar. (laughs) It says story time, story time, story time. Oh, so um, this is my exciting news for today is that Veronica Mars now is on Hulu Uh July 1st. That's today. Um, The first three seasons are on Hulu and then the new fourth season is going to be, I don't know, sometime later this month. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) I've been waiting a long time for this. Good. I'm glad it finally happened. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you should be really happy for me. I just said I was. Now I'm a lion.
1: Um, Okay. So I did bring my book that I had read special to talk about last time, but couldn't because of Booker. Right. And how he was bad.
0: It's a horrible dog.
1: Do you want me to talk about it right now? Yeah. I'd
0: like you to talk about it and remind them which
1: one it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the category um, that Elizabeth and Jennifer talked about that I missed was um a historical novel set in a country that doesn't speak english right um and the country actually that i said they do speak english but it's like their second language which country is it uh, malaysia 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 so the book that i read is called the weight of our sky and it's by hannah Alkoff. and she um she lives in kuala lumpur so i don't know if she's ever lived in the united states but it's not like a translation. It's written in English, and it takes place in Kuala Lumpur, 1969, during the race riots there. And I really learned tons of stuff about Malaysia from reading this book that I uh, basically didn't really know anything before. Right. So I'm just gonna come out and admit that. Um, but this book was really great. So this book is set in um, 1969, May 13th, 1969, in okay. in Kuala Lumpur. Am I saying that right? Well, and it is about the race right they had there. So, are you familiar? I am not. Okay. So, um, so Malaysia used to be um, a British colony. Okay. And when it was under um, British rule, the British people um, really encouraged a lot of immigration from China into Malaysia. And then they um, used the Chinese immigrants as cheap labor. Mm-hmm. Um but um I guess like when they left, there was like lots of like lingering tension between like M- Malay people and the Chinese immigrants that just um like festered. And there was right before the riots happened an election
0: mm-hmm.
1: that and also um communism was like really big at the time mm-hmm. Chinese was communist and that the Communist, political party in Malaysia right before this riot seemed to have made like some small gain that they were really oh, celebrating mm-hmm. and that um kind of sparked all this tension like this sure. racial tension that already existed right. plus this um political tension right anyways the main character is a teenage girl and she and her friend go out to the movies in their like in the movie theater when the riots start. Okay. And her friend is um they're both Malay, but her friend is like darker skinned than her. And this um these like Chinese writers come in and they're like every like they everyone separate and we're basically just gonna murder all the Malay people. And this Chinese woman like grabs the okay. main character oh, okay. Malati, and says she's Eurasian. Because she's light-skinned, she can, like, pass, Uh and she saves her Uh and takes her home, basically. And so she ends up staying with them for a few days, and then all this crazy stuff happens. Also, what's going on is Melody, the main character, has, like, really severe OCD. Oh, no. So, and that's just, like, going on in her mind the entire... Book Mm -hmm. And she's got, like, um, counting compulsions, and her dad had died the year before in a terrorist attack in some different race riot in a different city, and that kind of, like, what really triggered her OCD, and so she has has these, like, visions all the time of her mother dying, her mom's a nurse, and um, controls them with, like, her counting compulsions, Mm -hmm. and her mom had tried to get her help. They thought that she's possessed by um, a gin.
0: Uh-huh
1: um so her mom had spent like all of this money that they didn't have to get her like exercised or whatever they call it there
0: right.
1: and she had basically decided i have to hide this from my mom because it's not working right um but she can't afford to like keep doing these treatments and at the time like the mental health care they had was like lobotomy and that's like basically all Whoa. that they had so they're like we're not going to see like um medical doctor for right, this. Right, um, So she's just dealing with it. Wow. Um, so it's like the horror of her friend being murdered and like trying to travel and then staying with these Chinese people who are really welcoming to her, but they're actually under a lot more, in a lot more danger than she is. Uh-huh. Um, most of the people that were murdered were um, Chinese.
0: Okay.
1: And, um, and the riots like just like went on and on. And she's trying to fight her mom. Oh my God. So... It's, like, pretty
0: intense. Yeah, it sounds intense. Yeah. And? And it was really good. Okay.
1: It was hard to read, and I could see if you had, like, your own anxiety or a little bit of OCD, it would be probably really hard to read. Oh, okay.
0: Because
1: you're, like, right in there in her mind, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, um, I think it does probably a really good job of depicting what it's like, because it's, like, relentless. And the only thing, really, that provides her as relief is listening to music, and she doesn't really get to do that a ton during this time period because of like everything that's happening um but I would really recommend this it's a it's a teen fiction Mm -hmm. um and it's new this year um you could even use it for the neurodiverse you yeah you could yeah um and it hasn't really checked out very much
0: I don't know if I like the cover very much you know it looks very old yeah it looks very Hardy Boys (laughs) Doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really show. So it's got like
0: it's, it's illustrated got a Vespa on the cover,
1: <laughs> and there's like a boy riding the like motorcycle. Or yeah, it's like a Vespa in the book. It's a motorcycle, and then she is on the back, um,
0: holding on. Yeah, but also like looking around, mm-hmm. and there's fire and yeah, smoke. smoke. But it does look very old school. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that modern by any stretch
1: no and it well and i suppose looks like if it's in the 60s
0: in yeah the 1600s, and it does. it does look like that it doesn't look like it was written recently right, right. Mm-hmm. The, the cover looks like time period correct yeah i don't know that it grabs me
1: right yeah i think it could have maybe they'll give the paperback a different cover um it's Part of the Salam Reads imprint, which is a Simon & Schuster imprint that focuses on Muslim characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's not a category this year, but it's been in the past. In the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and So I would really recommend it. I think it's cool because you learn a bit about a different country's history. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty interesting, too, because... I think in like the United States, when we talk about the United States history, obviously it's like focused on us. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it gives you more impression that like kind of racial tensions is something that is like really Western. Uh-huh. Um, but it isn't. No. It's something that happens like well, in all countries all over the world,
0: wherever there are different people. Right? Exactly. Period. Yeah. I mean, I, when you look at the genocides of Rwanda, mm-hmm. I mean that's because they they see themselves as different, mm-hmm. and that's. What we have to think. Yep. Because we're not. Yeah. At all. And this just
1: happens to be, and I'm not sure how much the author thought about this when she was writing this book, but it's like the 50th anniversary of this oh, interesting. riot. Mm-hmm. Um And then I was reading a little bit about like the languages there mm-hmm. because this category is specifically about language. Um And it wasn't until, it was after this riot mm-hmm. that... um the government officially made Malay their official language because uh-huh. they didn't before. Right. I think didn't have an official language before, but they, but they also hadn't because been they were own, British colony, yeah, and yeah. they
0: hadn't been in like their own independent country that's for kinda very like, long. That's kind of like India, mm-hmm. yeah, where they finally made Hindi the official language. But there are so many languages in India and in Malaysia it's mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah, so it's interesting when you have. That many languages represented and there's one official. Yeah. And that's kind of like China, too. I think that everybody has to go to school in Mandarin, even though they speak Cantonese or whatever at home. It's the official one is the one they teach at school.
1: Yeah. So, well, and that's like most of their business is done in English. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I wonder, I wonder if that is still the case. When you read about things in Singapore, for example, they post a lot of their information in... English, only mm-hmm. English. and I Only in English? Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, I'm sure, post in, in other languages as well, but the government page um, postings uh, will be in English. And I wonder, I, I should go look that up to see if the official language is English. I'm going to look it up right now because, no, I can't mm-hmm. stop. I can't stop, like, looking stuff up? <laughs> I can't stop wanting to know. Um... But I think, like, we
1: were talking when Josh was on about Turtles All the Way Down and that uh, main character has OCD in that book and is also really, I mean, hers is different. She has different um, compulsions Mm -hmm. than this character in this book. Um, But I think it's similar um, in how it explores that um, disorder.
0: Interesting. So Singapore's official languages are English, Tamil, Malay. Mandarin Chinese, and Standard Mandarin. All of those are Mm -hmm. official? Yep. Wow. Yeah, it says official languages. Yeah, that's... uh, It's interesting, too, because in Taiwan, they still use Standard Mandarin. So even though they might use the same words, it Mm -hmm. doesn't look the same when they write the characters from simplified characters in mainland China. It's really interesting. But (coughs) if they spoke, they would be able to understand it. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm reading all of these things about singapore and i can't stop (laughs) sorry turn it off so you uh recommend that book i
1: would recommend it yeah
0: yeah i i um i know that you already heard about the tattooists of auschwitz Mm -hmm. um, but i too would recommend that book i think that it was a an interesting story that made me curious more curious because i've read a lot of stories about the holocaust uh so But it made me more curious about the people after the Holocaust, not just the story of what happened during, but the fact that this man sought out somebody to tell his story too, so that it was written down. Mm I thought that was really interesting.
1: There was, um, there's a kid's uh, nonfiction book called The Survivor's Club. Mm -hmm. That's on the Evergreen um, Teen Book Award finals this year. Mm -hmm. So um, teens can read and vote. On them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so uh, there's – this year the Evergreen Teen Book Award was split into two, like a middle school and a high school list. It's on the middle school list. But when um, we picked those, um, J- Jody, Mrs. Cruz, the uh, um, R.A. Long librarian sent out, like, letters to all of the authors, like, congratulating them and letting them know that their book was picked for this award and that they were being read by teenagers and they'd be voting on their favorite one. Great. Anyways, so the – um, man who had written the survivors club and I think he had somebody help him, right? Cause he's old now. Right. Right. Um, so his daughter wrote back and said like, thank you. It was really a very touching email. She said like, thank you for a really long time. He wasn't going to tell his story publicly mm-hmm. and, um, he was really like worried about it. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons, right. Where you would oh, yeah, keep something absolutely. like that. Private, but um, having it recognized this way kind of um, makes him glad that he had made that decision.
0: Yeah. Well, especially considering that the audience is a young audience, that's mm-hmm. going to learn a lesson that's yeah. going to last them their whole lives. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. Yeah, it's like Number the Stars and those books that I read when I was young. Mm-hmm. That they stay with you. The message yeah. stays with you. So it's important. For sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you and Jennifer had, like, a pretty um, in-depth conversation about, did. like, the nature of historical fiction, which <laughs> was pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> well, it makes you wonder.
1: Yeah. It um, makes you wonder. Yeah, and I've heard those, like, you were saying that, who was it that had taken that class? Matilda. Matilda had mm-hmm. taken, like, a literature of the Holocaust right. class, mm-hmm. and they had that conversation right. about, like, who gets to tell these stories. Exactly. And mm-hmm. It is an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, My feeling is like so much of like what I know about other people and stuff comes from reading fiction Mm -hmm. that I think it's really important that we continue writing these stories. And there's a certain point, right, where there's not going to be people who like lived these situations to still write about Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important that we have – you know, new authors that are still telling these stories or like the person who wrote this book, she's young. Right. She wasn't yeah, um, sure. there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it's an important story for her about her country and, um, you know, she could tell in a way that can reach like American audiences like me, right. you know, whereas
0: maybe some older person who lived it. Right. But wouldn't. I think the the nonfiction has to exist as, as well. A, yes, as for space, sure. For sure. hmm. Yes, but I think it is interesting, and,
1: and to see consider. too. Like I really appreciate, and there's authors' notes in here. Mm-hmm. Anytime, like an author notes, like this is what the research I did, right, and why I decided I wanted to tell this story, right. Um, I think that does a lot to help
0: you know you understand what well, really happened. Gives, well, and, and it gives it gives the story a little bit of validity. Yeah, yeah, and and to, I mean, obviously, we're talking about historical fiction, so there has to be historical mm-hmm. in there somehow, and you just hope that. Whoever is writing this story has done the research mm-hmm. in a way that is real, not just glomming on the things that they think liked. We'll sell. yeah, exactly. yeah and, and the superficial things uh-huh. that, that are sensational
1: so um. For a different category in our list, but also because I really wanted to read this book, I read *The Bride Test* last week, Okay. which is was my neurodiverse. Oh, that was your book okay. pick, mm-hmm. and that's um, kind of a companion book to *The Kiss Quotient, which came out last year. Okay. And these are just romance, they're like romance novels. Um, but the author has Asperger's, and her main characters do too. And in this story, it's the. The story is that this – oh, my gosh. I can't remember people's names. But the male love interest is autistic and his mom goes um, back to, to Vietnam to, like, find him a wife. Oh. He doesn't know that she's doing this until oh. she comes back. Right. Um, but she had, like, convinced this woman, like, just come and live with him for the summer and, like, see how it goes. Like, it might work out. It might be okay. Yeah. And, and <laughs> because she's so, like, poor and she has, like, a baby. Right. Um, well, a small, like a toddler. Right. Um, and she lives like her and her mom and her grandma and the baby. She's like, I think we'll try this out to see if I can, like, get a Make it better it life work. for us. Sure. Yeah. Mm. So she comes and lives with him. And they uh, do end up, like, falling in love. And oh it's, like, God. a pretty cute story. Uh-huh. But the author wrote in her author notes, and she had this in her first book, too, is what she decided to um, write the romance about um, a character with autism is because she was diagnosed like as an adult and it like made her understand so much more about herself, uh-huh. about her past. And yeah, sure. yeah. Like her whole life. And, um, and this story too, she writes about how like writing about this woman who comes to America from Vietnam really made her think about her mother's experience mm-hmm. and like connect more with her, like her mom's history than she'd ever had before. Oh, wow. And I think that really adds something to story, knowing her personal connection connection to right. it in that pretty brief author's note too right. Right. so anyways i'm very pro author's notes <laughs> that's funny <laughs>
0: and to make a long, long story, story short, short <laughs> author's notes yes yay <laughs> she's a fan yeah. <laughs> yeah so I already gave my uh, rundown of my uh historical novel set in a non-english speaking country so I figured I would tell you about a book that's not on our list that I just read because it was Stephen King and it's scary
1: so is it a new Stephen
0: King 2018 oh yeah, okay it's the outsiders Oh, okay. the outsider not the Outsiders. that's a different book <laughs> uh yeah. that's also a really great book it's, it's excellent yeah not so scary no, it's definitely not as scary. <laughs> yeah. But um, the outsider is, so it starts off in a horrible way. A crime has been committed. A horrible crime has been committed. And a man is accused of it out in public uh, and arrested in public without any. Um, What's the crime? So a little boy is um, murdered and mutilated in a very horrible horrible way and uh, so they arrest the local um, little league coach Ooh. and who professes his innocence mm-hmm. the entire time and, and but the whole time I listened to this book and the person who read it did a very good job of, of voicing different characters I don't remember I'll have to go look it up but um, uh, it was it, it was a typical Stephen King book in that I started listening to it and I wanted to stop right then <laughs> I was so tense the whole time I was reading it. I was telling uh, my mom about it, and she said, "Yeah, that's great, not distracted." Driving. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh. "Oh my gosh, it's so scary!" So I I listened to it, and it and you know, of course, it it turned into a, a for real Stephen King book at the end. And what do you mean, like with monsters? With with an outsider. Yeah. Um. So uh it was not disappointing in that sense, but I just wanted to mention that it was definitely very, very uh scary. Will Patton is the narrator, oh my gosh, yeah, he's. <laughs> She just blushed. So, I love him so much. You don't
1: even know. Um, I just got really excited. Uh So, Will Patton reads all of The Raven Cycle. Oh, that's why. Oh, my gosh. And when he said, oh, this was really good, I was like, I wonder. Uh It Um, was him. So, yesterday, Maggie Mm -hmm. Otter posted like a, um, like a. Teaser, Uh a teaser for her new book, Uh which is kind of like a continuation of that series. Oh, is it? And he's reading them again, and I just got so excited. She
0: got woozy.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's got like
0: a real drawly. He does. Atmospheric voice. Yeah, and, and he was able to convey women and men and creature and all of these in a different tone that was very believable and scary and just the tension that's created. That the really makes me want to listen to. Oh my gosh. This now. How long so, is it? Ten hours, eleven hours, something okay. like that. So I was, I was listening to it, Uh but you know, I listen to things on fast, so it might have been long. Mm. I don't know. But I, th- I think it is listed at ten hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but it was. I was probably about, because you know how the, his chapters are short. Stephen King. Yeah. And so I was probably on chapter 20 of the first section and <laughs> thinking, I don't really need to finish this. I I could probably do it. <laughs> but of course, I couldn't do it. So I had to finish it. And, <laughs> and it was good. It was a good story. It was, I mean, it ended in a way that I expected because it's Stephen King. So okay. I'm just going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. But I, I would listen to it. I do can- it. Okay. Do it. Yeah,
1: I've listened to the Raven cycle like over and over again, and part of that is because like I really like the book, right? But a, a large part is because I really like the reader.
0: Yeah, he's so great. Yeah, yeah. I also um, listened listened, and I told you this too that I listened to the Cuentos de Eva Luna um, yeah. from Isabel Allende, and that was fun too. Um, those stories are interesting. And she has them in English. It's also Stories of Ava Luna. And I'd read it. Mm -hmm. And it's short stories. So it would fit in your short story category.
1: I have, I mean, I still plan on reading because you're not the first person to recommend that book to me. Um, But I do have a a book of short stories that I'd been planning to read for this that I got at ALA Midwinter. And it's um, like a bunch of different authors. Oh. mm -hmm. But I haven't read it
0: yet oh i did recommend matilda was making her list last night and she asked about what book would be good for short stories and i i suggested she read um her body and other mm-hmm. that's still yeah that's yeah. really great yeah um
1: i read a recently a book that i had been really dreading reading and then ended up loving it's called between two skies it's a ya mm-hmm. um but it's like a Hurricane Katrina book. Okay. And that's kind of why I was, like, putting it off because I thought it was going to be about the storm and about, like, survival. And I didn't right. feel like dealing with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was um, It was really more about, um, like, what happened to this girl and her family afterwards and, like, being, um, like, displaced.
0: Oh, uh, and then how they got through that? Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. And there's, like, a, a love story, too. Um, but, it, you know, because... They, they are from like a small town, like south of New Orleans, uh-huh. um, like a shrimping town, and it it was totally ruined by the hurricane. Right,
0: that just made me go to Forrest Gump. Sorry,
1: <laughs> um, they do talk a lot about different kinds of shrimp in this book, and it <laughs> did make me think of Forrest Gump. Um, anyways, so like at the end of the storm, she doesn't know where her best friend is, oh. like. Um, Everybody's totally scattered and the whole town is ruined and oh, so she wants to go back home and right. she wants to be like she wants her future there but it's totally gone and
0: oh, and how she gets to do that and you did yeah. not
1: finish that or you no did I did finish okay. it it is pretty short oh, okay um, but I really liked it and I liked it kind of felt like old-fashioned in a way good. um I think just like the pro style but like in a, a in a way that I liked not in a bad way that's good. <laughs> You know,
0: that garbage guy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Jennifer set our thing for next time as a Nebula Award winner. And (laughs) I didn't read it because I um, thought we would read that for the 18th. Yes. That's
1: fine with me. I started mine, but I am, you know, like
0: half half an inch. Yeah. Yeah, and so I picked, um, mine is called A Time of Changes by Robert Silverberg. And it sounds like a romance, but we'll see what happens.
1: You say that it's a bad
0: thing. You know. I love a good romance. Uh, I know. You love a bad romance. What are you talking (laughs) about?
1: No. Uh,
0: I don't love a bad romance. I I do know you don't love Amish romance. None of those are very romantic. They're really Amish, though. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um a book in this committee that i'm in and i was like did not like it uh, and because it was a romance and i was like i hated the the guy who yeah. you're supposed to like mm, and
0: and that'll never work. it'll never work No, you can't build something from you no. no if you
1: don't believe in the couple then what's the point exactly then it's not a romance yeah. and then you're just wasting your time exactly anyways the book i picked is not a romance It's called The Art of Starving by Sam J. Miller, and it won the 2017 Andre Norton Award for Young Adult Science Fiction and Fantasy, which is the YA uh, Nebula Award.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's about uh,
0: anorexia. In a male. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. How interesting. I mean, because it's overlooked. It is. It is really overlooked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just say he's really skinny.
1: Right. Not he's ill. And he's uh, really ill. So it's. What I've read so far is each chapter heading has like uh, rules for the art of starving, and it's
0: how to manual. Yeah, wow. but it's
1: like based off like the art of war, Oh. right? So
0: uh, that's where that. comes Yeah, from. that's where it comes I from. See. That's a good book to read too. The art. I've thing.
1: never read it, it's- but I've read a couple of YA books that use it as a framework. Yeah. <laughs> um. One was a romance called of The Art of Laney was- and it was really cute. Oh my god. Um. But in this one, he. Starves himself and then starts to think that he's getting, like, superpowers. Maybe So I'm interested in seeing where this book goes with
0: that. You know, isn't it interesting when you think about anorexia and you think about how it affects uh, a kid's mind. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. It was like an after school special when I was uh, a teenager about a girl who was anorexic and she starved herself and starved herself. But every time she looked in the mirror, she looked like she mm-hmm. needed to lose weight. And it's like, how, do we, I mean, your brain is right. something else. And, and how that affects everything about you. And it's just, on one hand, it is fascinating and amazing. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it's tragic and horrible. Yeah. But, you know, they always used to say it was just the girls. It is not. It is not. It is not for
1: sure. And he talks just like in the beginning about how he he doesn't have an eating disorder because he has it totally under control, and his whole thing is with control, which is like what anorexia, you know, exactly is yeah. about in a lot of ways. Um, but because he think he thinks because he's it's all about control, and it means it's not disordered. That's pretty interesting.
0: That's a that's an interesting read. Semantic look. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's definitely trying to
1: convince himself that he's just fine. Yeah, he's not. Fine. I do that every day. <laughs> We all know that's just making things <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, and also his sister has just like uh, left. She she ran away. Right. So um, like they've talked to her very briefly, like his him and his mom. So they know that she's like alive. But she don't say like why she left or if she's coming
0: home. Wow.
1: So. The drama. Gets yeah. In.
0: So he's trying to solve that
1: too and like figure out what happened.
0: Ah. Well, I'm curious to hear how this ends. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I'll just just full-on spoil it for you next time. Super. So you should just be constantly thinking about that while you're on vacation.
0: You know I will. Uh-huh. So I'm going to put it on my calendar <laughs> for it to be the first thing I think about when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just set an alarm. It's <laughs> funny. Do you plan
1: on doing any reading while you're on
0: vacation? Yeah. I actually um, I, I downloaded a bunch of uh, audiobooks so that I can... I mean, you've got lots of playing time. We do. Yeah, we have tons of plane time, and and I'm not the best sleeper in the world, so it's always good to have those. Books. Mm-hmm. Always, and I also downloaded Moana because that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I actually downloaded a couple of movies that I have yet to see, like Call Me by My Name. I haven't seen that yet, so I downloaded that, and then um, the Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. I started so like a
1: bunch of that. depressing
0: movies. Well, I'm gonna be on a plane. You might as well be sad. <laughs> Already <laughs> sad. Oh. We're actually. I'm. This is going to be the biggest trip Lydia's ever had, so we're excited. How long have I? Is it? It's not actually a super long flight. It's the way to get there is difficult because we had to have two stops so we're stopping in denver and then we're stopping in panama city and then we're gonna get there and it's overnight so it's gonna be a long day it's not your old stomping ground yeah it is actually (laughs) but i'm not allowed out of the airport because i didn't get a yellow fever shot (laughs) i have a letter that says i must be exempt (laughs) (laughs) you, you know customs is gonna listen to my doctor right she must be exempt we're only staying in the airport, though, so they said I didn't have to get a All yellow right. fever stuff. Good, I guess. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, because I lived there for a while, uh-huh. so maybe I've already had yellow fever. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I haven't had yellow
1: fever. You can't see the face I'm making.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> we had this discussion between I yellow fever and scarlet fever. So, Oh, yeah. And Mary had scarlet fever, and that made her blind. Um, in Little <laughs> right.
1: I was thinking about Little Women. <laughs> right? No. Mm-mm. And Beth had scarlet fever. Yeah. And then she eventually died. You know what? No. This was something really interesting that I read in a book recently. And the book was called Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy. Mm-hmm. Why Little Women is Still Important or whatever. Okay. And it was a book of about little women. So it talked about like Louisa May Alcott and the publication of the book and the response and like the you know, whatever. Right. People have been studying it for so long. And... So, the character of Beth was based on her, um, Louisa May Alcott's sister, May? No, May was the one that Amy was based off of. Unimportant, also, I can't remember. Who died and, um, young, also, like she did. And no one really knows what she died from. She oh. didn't die from scarlet fever. Uh-huh. Um, she kind of just, like, wasted away. Oh. And there are, like, scholars, including the person who wrote this book, that think that she died of anorexia. Oh, you think so? Yeah.
0: Isn't that something?
1: And it was, like, a pretty compelling argument because um, they didn't have, like, words for that, that you know, to describe
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: that at that time. Right. Um. But um, it's definitely not just a disease that we only have now. Wow.
0: Well, yeah, none of the diseases that right. we've had are new. So, well, some of them are new. <laughs> Not that one. Right. Yeah. I think the mental disorders are just being recognized mm-hmm. as, as significantly affecting a large section of our yeah. population. I don't think that anybody actually knew how far and wide these disorders go. Yeah. Until everybody was connected. Mm-hmm. And now we have a global information network where we can know a lot more about everybody's activity yeah and so well
1: in the way that like this just was described and even in like little women if you read about because beth gets scarlet fever young and then doesn't die from it mm-hmm. and then later just like wastes away basically mm-hmm. they don't really know what's wrong with her she just like kind of is like i'm gonna leave now wow
0: so i don't know it's interesting i wonder if we can make any parallels after you finish your book Mm, I'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone down a scholarly path. No. <laughs> Come back, Peggy. Come back. I've <laughs> just been reading lots of interesting books lately. Did I tell you oh, I think I mentioned it last time I finished that tribal leadership book. I did, didn't I? Uh, did I tell you about that? I liked You told it. me about it, yeah. but I don't know if you'd mentioned it after you'd finished. Yeah. Maybe you talked about it with Jennifer. Maybe I did. But uh definitely something worth thinking about I think you have. yeah in terms of uh, developing a culture within your organization did
1: you ever read the four tendencies we talked I talked to you about it before
0: yeah oh no Mm-mm. you should still read that one. I yes I do have that on my my list so not this list because this is your list where do you keep your list in
1: my office okay right I thought you were gonna say in my head no <laughs>
0: no <laughs> well there too but different list ah. oh
1: oh. <laughs> oh I see
0: <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> ah, all right so any
1: invitations you want to extend to the peeps I invite you to come to the library Ooh, good one thanks i gonna do that we got one. like lots of cool stuff happening we
0: got prizes for you if you read that's right you just um, have to read yep Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you still have fines or restocking fees, you can read those off. Yeah, yeah, you can read a book and pay your fines with that.
1: Yeah, and if you need um, some good rec- book recommendations, like if you're going on vacation or you're going to be on a plane for a few hours, uh, happy to recommend something. <laughs> I put the the July newsletter email was sent out this morning and there are... Nine staff racks in that year too.
0: Mine's on there. I really like that book. Mm -hmm. It's super sad. What is it? A Fine Balance?
1: I know what it is. I thought you maybe should mention it. Oh, it's
0: A Fine Balance. (laughs) It's an excellent book. And it's a long book. I don't want to, you know, kid you. It's not a a uh, weekender
1: no i i have that one i got from that friend's book sale on your recommendation
0: and mm-hmm. i haven't cracked it open at all yeah it's it's one of those that you definitely have to it covers a lot of different people's lives during a very specific time in india so mm-hmm. you it's like intergenerational type of it's semi okay uh, but it's definitely intercast. Stories and so it's kind of how people on in different sectors of the community and society and the caste in which they operate Mm -hmm. or live, how they're affected during a very specific time in history. So it takes place during like one time. Okay, and and it's uh, it talks about um, the history of some of the families, but Mm -hmm. but it's it's really you know looking at very specific people during the same time in different aspects of the the culture. So it's really good Hmm. and sad yeah, and good.
1: The book I recommended is good, but not sad. Hmm. It's a romance novel and it's called Roomies by Christina Lauren. Mm -hmm. And it is about, I guess maybe it's about a marriage of convenience. So I guess in that way, kind of a similar type of book as the one I talked about earlier. Anyways, this Irish musician is – plays like in the subway in New York and he's overstayed his student visa for like several years. Mm -hmm. And um, the woman who's the main character, her uncles are doing like a – they do a show, like a Broadway show and one is – maybe it's just one of her uncles. anyways. Um, the like star of that show is leaving, and so they're looking to replace him. And she's like, "What about this like guy, like who plays in the subway?" Mm-hmm. And um, they like discover him, and they're like, "Yes, you should stay." And they're like, "Oh, you can't because you're, you get deported, All right?" right. <laughs> so she's like, "Why don't we just get married?" Whoa! By the way, I'm obsessed with you. Right. Anyway, so they do, and then they fall in love.
0: Mm. That reminds me very much of that new movie that's coming out about the woman who. Is being kicked out of New York, even though she's grown up there her whole life. And have you seen the trailer for that? No, I cannot believe that I have seen a trailer for a movie Whoa. like that that you haven't seen. I'll have to ask the girls what it was called because uh, you know me in one, out the other. Yeah, so. but it sounds very similar to hmm. that. That that uh, she meets a guy and uh, he says, "I'm going to make you. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to make you love me this week," and she says, "You have today." Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not really like that. No, but it sounds You're thinking of like The it. Sun as also a star. Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah. About? Okay. Um, That's a good book, too. But they don't get married. and They're teenagers. In your book? No, in mm-hmm. this one. The, in the trailer you saw. They
0: weren't teenagers mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the actors probably aren't teenagers. but there's- No, these are grown-ups in the movie. I'm serious. I don't. Uh, you can uh, you can look it up. They are grown ups. I mean they might be eighteen. Yeah. They're not teenagers. Eighteen is
1: teenager. But also, it's based off, like, a teen novel.
0: And well, yeah, but I don't think these are... I don't think they carried that through because these are people who have jobs and sure, I think they're and wear suits.
1: No. So, here, let me just tell you. You're wrong. <laughs> so, the boy character, because he's, like, Korean, right? Right. So, he's wearing a suit because he's supposed to be going to a college admissions interview. Okay. And he runs into her and she's trying to get an interview with um, immigration, immigration right. because her family is being deported, like back to Haiti right. and she never even lived there basically. Yes, like yeah. since she was like a really little. Right. Um, and so she's trying to get to stay okay. and they meet and he doesn't know at first that like she's having this really stressful day right. and he just like flirts with her and, and they spend the day together. Right.
0: Stuff happens. It's <laughs> good. Stuff happens. Why
1: well, I don't want like give away the ending. <laughs> That's
0: funny. Yes. But they are grown-ups.
1: No. They're still in high school. Wow. Yeah.
0: That wasn't very well cast then.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, they have to have, like, beautiful people. (laughs) He's got, like, a... Let me see. He's
0: wearing a suit because he's going to an interview. No, he does not look like a teenager. Well, he's probably not a teenager. They're probably
1: not actually teenagers. They're
0: very poorly cast.
1: (laughs) They're so cute, though. The sun is also a star.
0: Well, let me just tell you that on (laughs) this one... um, and yes, I've seen that trailer multiple times. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how on earth? Yeah. Um Yeah, those still look like
1: teenagers. Well, no, and actually I think they look older in that promotional still than they
0: <laughs> even do. So anyway, um, they don't look like teenagers. They're supposed to be teenagers. Anyway, so it's Hollywood. They're I, Hollywood teenagers. So you'll never guess who was very interested in seeing that movie when we thought. Matilda. Yeah. I'm
1: sure she's read the book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she and uh, your recommendations go hand in hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matilda and I have much more similar tastes than you and I do, I think. Yeah, I
0: think so. <laughs> For sure. All right, so I will have a humongous rundown of what it's like yeah. to hang out in Ecuador. Maybe
1: I'll just make notes of what I do here in Longview. We'll
0: compare. We'll compare Excellent. notes. Excellent. Excellent.
1: All right. I think that's You impressed. know what's going to
0: suck is if yours is better than mine.
1: <laughs> I could work really hard.
0: You'd do that.
1: <laughs> and see how great of a two weeks I can have here.
0: You know what? You should. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, It does. <laughs> You'd have to take vacation.
1: (laughs) Uh, I put in a lot of time, uh, vacation time in August. Oh, you did? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have some vacation time. We're going to Lydia's college orientation, so. Fun. Yeah. It's getting closer. So anyway. All right. I think that's it for us today. Uh, I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. And you've been listening to Your Shelf or Mine. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine, donated by KLOG. Cooking Country and one oh one five The Wave, your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine. The End (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)